0: Hey guys, uh, this is Rod for Volumes, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All
1: right, guys and girls, I want to welcome you all back to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. As always, this is your host, Sonny, back here once again. And today, I have the honor of speaking with an immensely talented individual in Rod Sudani, uh, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today, Rod. You know, this is an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Volumes with the release of your latest album, Happier, which drops here on November 19th through Fearless Records. Uh, let me start things off by commending you on all the well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far, especially with those, those singles that dropped, you know, the title track, uh, weighted, Bend, Get Enough. Shout out to the other revered publications like alternative press new noise and metal injection to name a few who have praised your work there's just so much to discover about this highly anticipated record and who you are all about but before we get to all that and beyond i know we talked about it before the interview started uh i know you guys are in the middle of this touring cycle or beginning of this touring cycle alongside uh varials unity tx and kingsman which is one of the most exciting things to see happening again these days uh two things man how are you and how is the touring life (laughs)
0: Yeah, um, uh, I, we, I'm personally great, and the touring life's good. It's good to be back on the road. It's we've been out since 2018, and it seems right now that it's a safe time for people to be going out and you know performing concerts as long as you know. Yeah, it seems to be a safe time, so we're out right now. We're doing a headliner tour in relation with our album release, and it's been going really good we're so happy to be out here playing shows and connecting with the fans and hearing all the songs, you know, hearing the, hearing the crowd sing it back to us. And um, yeah, we performed tonight in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota in about three hours. And we're very stoked.
1: Yeah. It's kind of, you kind of have to like pinch yourselves, right? Do you, have you even come to that anticipation? Like I'm on the road again. Like, I got to remind myself, you know, what the feeling was like being on the road. And I know you guys just, stopped by dallas not too long ago which i'm in dallas texas by the way rod so uh, you guys played oh, at yeah. club, club dada right is that and how was that show like
0: yeah i mean after, after you know but just to answer your the first thing you're referring to like when when you've been to- being when you've been in a touring band for you know 10 11 years you know a two-year break it's you know it feels like you're just right back at at it really it didn't mm. feel like it didn't feel like a big leap of leap in anything you know because we've been doing this for years so we're experienced but uh yeah the show in club data i mean it was such, it was a kick-ass show i think it was one of unity's hometown shows and uh yep. i think it was their hometown show and uh yeah the city turned up it was in deep Elm. it's a really cool city there's tons of bars out there stuff to do and and yeah texas is a cool place to live in and it's a cool place to um, visit yeah
1: yeah and they definitely cleaned up the deep out Ell- that part of D-Bell and as far as I'm concerned I, I go to the, that area almost every week I, di- I missed your show though for some reason I, I think I was in Kansas City at that time but I'm glad to see that you guys are doing what you're doing and uh, on that subject of touring you know you've been at this for a while Rod you know dating back to 2009 even I mean you aside from the bands you just mentioned you've shared the stages with you know of Mice and Men crown the empire ice nine kills within the ruins and you've also played a world tour i mean would would it be safe to say that you have a newfound appreciation of the touring life
0: now Uh, actually i do i do have a newfound appreciation for it in a sense where um in a sense where you know with the pandemic it going away like you just realize how how much of a big part of your your life it was you know yeah but um and, you know, having life slow down and just, and, you know, you appreciate the traveling, you appreciate the people who come out. Yeah, you, you know, you get older and you mature and you find that new deep understanding for what it is you're doing. And, and not only from touring, but just from being in a band and going through so much turmoil and, and uh, trying to get, get your head above water, like you, you find a new appreciation for just what you do in general.
1: How's the food going on with the touring so far? <laughs> do you have to get used to that again?
0: Uh, well, well, I, I recently lost a bunch of weight and so like, awesome uh, yeah, I actually lost like 70 pounds during staying at home for the pandemic. So I've, you know, reeducated myself on it, what to eat. So like,
1: honestly, <laughs> you, bro, you did the I, opposite. It's like people are gaining weight, but you actually lost weight. That's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that was the whole mindset is me and my buddy were just like, you know, people are going to come out of this re- people are going to come out of this in different ways so we we want to come out of it you know running we want to come out of it ahead so like we took advantage of the time and it did well for us and uh but yeah nonetheless it's it's hard to find for someone like me you know I like to be frugal with my money I like to be on a budget I like to um almost meal plan so it is kind of difficult to get good food in you out here so you do find yourself almost eating maybe one meal a day as opposed to three, you know, at home where yeah. you can spread it out and have a nice, healthy breakfast, lunch and dinner out here. You can maybe find yourself a nice meal and then like have your healthy snacks on the bus and smoothies or whatever. But no longer do I go searching for the world's craziest grilled cheeses or stuff like that. So <laughs> those, times are, those days are over.
1: Yeah yeah it's uh definitely eating healthier now that's definitely it was a challenge definitely the first couple of months but now I myself I'm getting used to that too and uh being health conscious is definitely an important thing being on the road you know uh, uh we did talk about touring for a second because uh something that I want to talk about which is pretty much a commonality for the last you know one and a half years maybe even two years I want to get your take on this cuz I don't think there is any wrong answer to it but we've had artists like Devin Townsend and Atreyu, August Burns Red, Trivium, Come On, Interview Under Fire, and they gave us their perspectives on live streaming. I know you've seen this for the last year and a half. A lot of the bands, what they've been doing on stage, you know, that they took it to what we're doing right now, to the screen, and that was kind of like the normality for the last year and a half. But, you know, do you think what we all saw during the rise of that quarantine-induced live streaming, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward, or has it already been affected, like, Do you see bands making live streaming like a a normal thing once we enter? I don't don't
0: think I don't think live streaming itself affects touring. I think (laughs) what it was is the pandemic affected touring. And so the industry just adapted and started doing live streams to keep it alive. You know, like that was an industry adapt adaption, which just was fucking cool. You know, you got to see you got during a time where, you know, you couldn't see a sports team. You couldn't fucking go to the movie theaters. You couldn't go to a bowling alley. Like somehow, some way, uh, you know, people were able to do concerts and it like brings joy and to people's life and from home. And I think it's really cool. And since that happened, yeah, you might see it. It's not like that was even the beginning of live streaming because people live stream all the time. You live stream concerts, Academy award performances or whatever the hell it is. Like, grammy performances like that's a live stream right like
1: yeah
0: uh performances on jimmy kimmel it's just it just it just came more into light and like yeah i mean i think it's cool like we did it and we adapted and it was what it was such a cool experience
1: it wasn't weird at all like just being in front of the camera with no audience or was it just like
0: no it's fucking cool (laughs) you know you live you you don't want to you don't want to do the same old thing you know you want to experience new new stuff and um I thought it was really cool, and you know what? It's cool to be able to stay at home and hear some of your favorite concerts. But yeah, um, sorry, there's this band playing in the background. <laughs> it's I okay, you're
1: you're good, man. <laughs> it's good to have that in the background, right? Let me, just, let me just put that out there. It's good that we're having bands playing in the background. That's that. Those are the, sim- the simple things in life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if it's, if it gets if it's too loud, I can definitely uh, walk away. It's just
1: our no, I actually. bro, I yeah, I, I can hear you. You're totally fine, man. You're totally fine. All righty. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so uh, I don't know if uh, you were you were gonna. Um, I think you muted yourself there, man. You may have to unmute. Yep, yourself. I'm gonna right? I'm
0: gonna mute I'm gonna mute myself only when it's time for me to speak.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so well, um, moving on to the next one because uh, well, I want to piggyback off what you just said. I've ha- I've actually had. Uh, personal friends of mine who purposely didn't go to these shows because uh, I think there's that level of mental health that comes with attending like metal shows or even just shows in general because that anxiety of being around a large crowd of just people around you and with the live streaming I remember like they would be texting me hey Sonny you should have seen this live stream from this one band so and so you know I've never gotten to see them live and that's a benefit that you know people had uh over
0: yeah so you basically you know basically you know some people will usually go on youtube and watch concerts live i mean this is basically a more expansive version of that you get something that's just highly integrated into providing you a home experience so like there you go i mean you know the world's changing it's changing and and that this was a great way to bring music to people's homes everywhere you know so
1: yeah yeah well put and i have so many uh, amazing talented people come on here like yourself and they've told me like yeah I'd, I'd love to do live streaming it gives me a chance to engage with my fans and some people would say i'm not doing live streaming at all until all this is over and I, obviously we're on the opposite side of the pandemic now with shows coming back you know um but i feel like we can yeah talk to about- each his own to each his own you know
0: some people need the crowd some people feed off of that some people are there are they believe in that and they're allowed to, they can do what They can make whatever choice they want. And, you know, we chose to, we chose to do a freaking concert that was high in production from, you know, and it was fucking awesome. You know, it was yeah. really cool. So
1: Yeah. And uh, shout out to all the live streaming that's been going on. And hopefully it's, it's something that can be more beneficial down the road. Now, uh, Rod, uh, we talked about everything except the new album. Let's talk about this. The fourth album happier drops November 19th on fearless records. Uh, I want to repeat the words here. Fourth album before we get into the core of happier, because for people who don't know, this is the follow-up to 2017's full-length Different Animals. You also had that EP in 2019 coming clean. I mentioned a handful of singles that were released during the pandemic as well. You know, here we are, you know, four albums in with volumes, and you are the sole original member left in this band. So you've seen and been through the trials and tribulations. The successes was there any such thing as pressure for you rod when you decided to sit down and write again for a new album or even just to follow up considering we are well into the band's career at this point
0: yeah there's, there's a sense of pressure for sure like hey we don't longer have a guitar player who was you know the main contributor in the studio like you know there was a reason he held that position and you know he had the uh talents and you know but being around all these songwriters for a while you learn how to understand what it takes to make a song and not only a song just a song for the band volumes and so yeah there's tons of pressure going on through the whole process but I did believe in myself because I did contribute a lot to the coming clean EP and so doing that doing that and like kind of kind of like being a you know, on the tail end, I became kind of the producer of the EP. So just being able to have my space to do what I needed to do, I felt, I, I found out that I could do it. And so with the help of our buddy, Max Shad, that is. And so, yeah, there was tons of pressure, but I believed in myself and I knew we could do it. So with, when all the pieces with, with the, we had the vision and all the pieces aligned and here we are now with Michael Barr and, with the new album with, that we worked on with, you know, producer max shed original guitar player, Daniel Bronstein, you know, our drummer, Nick, Mike Terry, everybody contributed and played their role. And we're, we have a new energy, you know, new understanding of each other as a band and what we're capable of in the studio. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, you kind of set this up for me perfectly because I, I do want to talk about this for a second, that this marks the return of your vocalist, Michael Barr. And, He was with you at the start. You know, uh, Michael joins forces, obviously, with your other vocalist, Mike Terry. I know there was that gap in between 2015 and 2020, but, you know, he's back now. There's that sense of, uh, you know, a, a reunited feeling here. But, you know, what new element does Michael bring or perhaps brought back into volumes that the lineup may not have had before?
0: Yeah, I think I think you said it there yourself. It's not it's not what does he bring? It's what he brought back. It's what we were missing without him, you know, and we were yeah. going in a, we were going in a creative direction vocally led by, you know, our previous vocalists. And, um, you know, I just didn't agree or feel comfortable with that direction artistically and personally. And so getting Michael Barr to come back and, and fill that void in and, and, uh, and, and fill that void because he's, he's attributed and he he's, um, he's part of the he's established the sound of volumes right it's yeah he's he's part of the this the established original sound of volumes and stuff. so that's why these new songs just sound so or just sound so great you know and everlasting because they're these this new album it's just with michael barr on the helm of the, the creative lyris, lyrical part it's just bringing back volumes to what it was you know so Is, I,
1: I wonder if there's a level of convenience knowing that you have two vocalists, does that make it easier or does that make it more difficult? I wonder about
0: that. Good. That's such a great question to be honest, because it's a little bit of both. It makes it way more difficult because when it comes to the creative part, you know, it's like, it, 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 you know, when it, it makes it really difficult because you want to respect both of the, both of them and their artistry, and what the, and it's two different artists, you know. And usually, when it comes to the lyrics and that, you fall fo- you, you want to follow their vision, you know. And so, with respecting both of them and both of their places and stuff, like it gets a little difficult in that sense, you know. Just having artistic uh, respect and you know, like, hey, maybe I'll write this whole song and you write this whole song, or we'll collaborate on this one, you know, or you know, maybe it's better if this one is just this vocalist you know working on the creative part because it just it's hard you know it's hard to clash lyrically with two different styles on one song so sometimes you know one will take the lead on the other or whatever but it is difficult but in terms of just versatility with the sound that's where it's where it's beneficial right because you have two vocalists two streaming tones you can be dynamic with and and two singing singing uh dynamics that you can be creative with you know like two different uh singing dynamic you know you can get exactly you just get, get creative with they have their both have their strengths and weaknesses so when you think you know you play you play on their strengths yeah and, uh, having having that is great yeah. yeah
1: and and i definitely heard that throughout this album i mean like the chemistry between mike and michael
0: or mike and mike i don't know how you guys it's just do it ha- it's just having it's just having more tools in the shed right you know yeah yeah That's yeah a-
1: yeah, there was a lot of chemistry in there. I, I mean, it was just uncanny. Like the, I feel like each, uh, not, not just them too, but all you guys complimented each other on this album. And, and songs like you know, FBX and Band, band uh, Man on Fire, which is my favorite, set you again all the way to the title track. I mean, this is quite the offering, man. I mean, you guys have these elements of progressive metal, metalcore, uh, modern technical groove sounds, even gent influences. It was banger after banger after banger. And... You had these memorable melodies, these hooks, these riffs, still retaining that heaviness in there, and it was just another impressive addition to your catalog. There wasn't a song on here that didn't make me want to not headbang, if that makes sense. And to me, that's a good formula. It reminded me of bands like uh, Periphery, uh, Meshuggah, even some After the Burial. I feel like if they all came together, like this is what I would get. But you know, walk me through this, Rod. Um, how much did things change from when you first started composing on Happier to where you ended up? finishing it did a lot change in between did nothing change was there already a specific sound you had in mind with this album
0: well that's a good question too and just like the sound the volumes and how dynamic it is now and where it was you know you had to go through those albums cycles you had to go through those periods where you know you're making these albums and recreating yourself and and so volumes you know started as just a very aggressive metal band you know with less you know, not much singing and we've gradually gradually gotten to a place where, you know, these songs are just completely more accessible for everybody, you know, and it's dynamic sound from melodies, you know, singing, easy listening, whatever it is, you know? And so, and still maintaining its integrity and all that stuff. So yeah, just like the album process, you know, there was like 30 songs written, you know, you got to go through those 20 to get to the (laughs) last, you go through all those ideas to get to the 10 best ones, you know, that's how it is. Um, it's, it's not that the writing process changed. It's just that, you know, you flush out multiple ideas, execute them, see them through, and then you make, you know, executive judgments and decisions that maybe this isn't fit here now. It can fit a time and place later, you know? It's yeah. all a process, you know? It's but, and it was difficult because in the beginning, I started the record just with Max Shad, you know, with Mike Barr not in the picture, and it was just, at that, at that point, just Max Shad and I working, and then we felt the, the songs would reach their potential if and only if Michael Barr would, you know, come and rejoin the band because he deserves <laughs> to be in the band. And um, that's where it all that's where that's where, you know, it's just a long, long, drawn out process. But creatively, we, we know what we want now. And just I can already see the next album, you know, like I'm to see make B B-sides. No, fuck a B-side. We're gonna we're gonna make a juggernaut next next time. We're gonna make a juggernaut with like a new guitar player, you know, like a, a super guitar player that I'm trying to get in the band right now. So
1: Bro, you already have a juggernaut here. I mean, I know we're just a couple of weeks away from this album drop. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. I know I'm just one of thousands and millions of fans out there, but you guys really I feel like this is volumes at his best for as long as I've been hearing you guys, you know, talking about the re- re- the reunited feeling of having michael back right it kind of threw me back to like what got yeah, this, volumes this was, on this the map was, this,
0: this was the this was volume this was volumes in the darkest time what, losing original members and and going through multiple changes and building something from the dark you know like yeah and that means a lot for you saying it's the best of volumes you know i mean that's that's great but i know we i know like yeah and like you know, that's what this was. This is a huge album to us. Like, this came from, like, th- a deep, dark place. And so, yeah, the potential is limitless, man. Like, we did this, you know, on our backs, pretty much. Straight up on our backs in the corner when no one wanted to work with us. We have, you know, not the best reputation. We're down members. Like, you know, we've made extreme changes internally, creatively, everything. And so, like, now we're back on our fucking feet. And I know when I build even a bigger team, because we are limited that, you know, we're going to create even more behemoths after this record, you know, and they're going to be even, you know, bigger energy, you know, because we've been through so much. So,
1: yeah, you can see that. You can see the grin on my face. Like, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you guys. Now, um, uh, you know, uh, something you did talk about briefly, I don't think we touched on it as much, but what I really loved. Another aspect of this album that I really loved was the sound. And the sound was very sharp. It was on point. It was not overproduced. Here's the thing, Rod. I'm an audiophile these days. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound the way I want it to sound. But, you know, uh, that was a big part of this record that I really loved. But as far as like producing, mixing and mastering, uh, you took part in that, uh, I'm I'm sure. And then you had you mentioned another person that you work with on this album. But talk about the production side of things. You know, I'm sure there was that sense of comfortable building the studio for you knowing that you had full power on how you wanted this record to sound right
0: yeah like you know i'll go ahead and take you know credit that you know i'm like i was the leading member of the band representing the band volumes like hey we're gonna make an album i need to make this album like i'm gonna take lead you know but like i didn't do it alone there's a guy named max there's a producer named max Shad who's worked very closely with the band since its fruition and understands the songwriting aspect and completely helped me write, compose, produce, record this album. You know, and I couldn't have done it without him. It, and um, he works for, out of Butter Music Studios. And uh, yeah, man, like he brought me, he brought us out from the dirt. You know, like it's it, like you said when it, coming to the production aspect, like it's not too far off of what Volumes is. It's exactly what it is, and it's like there's only. A one or two people out there who can help maintain that, 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 you know, that what sound. the band is. Yes. Um, yeah. um, so he's one of those guys, and, you know, working together, we fucking pumped out this record, you know, and at the tail end of the record, you know, another member who's so vi- vital to the band's, you know, to the band itself was the original guitar player, you know, founder of the band, Daniel Bronstein, Mm -hmm. who's so busy with his career and doing so well that it's, even if he was in your band, it doesn't mean, you know, you can cut the line and, you know, even maybe even have the opportunity to, to work with him, you know, like we split on, we split years ago. And so like, and we, we've had trouble we faced like, we faced some, um, you know, relationship problems. And so bringing him back, the original guy, you know, to finish out the album, it just makes it so volumes, you know, I don't know. It's just great, you know, and he, he helped out round out the album and, and he mixed and mastered the album. Daniel Bronstein mixed and mastered the album, you know, while, you know, we sit back and say, you know, turn these overheads up or turn this down or what's it sound like with this, but you know, it's him bringing our music, to life you know through his mixing and he did a kick-ass job you know and since he you know produced and mixed the first album like this is his baby you know he'd know exactly what to do and in his head he he knows where, what it should sound like so putting your trust in these individuals was the best choice we made and here we are now with the new album with no freaking guitar player in the band like kicking fucking ass like what's up
1: uh, yeah, and shout out to Max and Daniel for bringing that sound to life. And again, I don't mean to sound like a broken record. I can't wait till this record drops for everyone to hear. Now, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, uh, you know, keep all this in mind as I'm asking you this because this is something that I was really excited to ask. Is you know the lyricism throughout happier? I feel like it's in the name, right? Like, especially at like a time like today, it resonates. You know, you have a song like "Bend," which is about how in a relationship, sometimes one person can break another while all along, they never seem to bend or break themselves. And I'm actually quoting your vocalist, Michael, on this. And then you have a song like the title track, which is about how you watch someone destroy themselves and evidently end up in a darker negative space and feeling like your hands are tied. I begin to think if there's something tangible, like a theme to this album, is that true? You know, uh, is there one? Is there many? How important are themes to you, Rod?
0: No, this, this album is definitely not a concept album. It's more just an honest album, you know, and it's just talking about, it's just honest and talking about life experience and tribulation and, and um, yeah, there's definitely no no concept, you know, like hmm. um, when it comes to lyric lyrics uh, stuff and the meanings of the lyrics, yeah, I help produce all, they co-produce all that stuff, but it's really from the mind of Michael Barr and Mike Terry, right? So they do a, A way better job at explaining more of what the lyrics mean but the best i can do is is just their honest life experience and trying to explain more subjective things in their life rather than weird aliens and through the trees and abductions and stuff like that you know so this is definitely more of just their real life experience and 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 yeah that's the best i can do like
1: Hey, uh, if that's the best you can do, you've definitely went through the ceiling here, you know, and uh, everything we're talking about, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline, you have taken in, which we have discussed about, you know, performing for as long as you have and the people you have met and worked with during these four albums. I mean, including the touring life, you know, your relationship with your bandmates and volumes uh, was initially supposed to be just a studio project from the start. And here we are, here you are, continuing to build the band's legacy. I mean, it sounds like you still have much left to put out there with volumes as artistic vision and yours. This is definitely something you have a passion for. And the truth is, as from what I'm seeing, you've experienced plenty in your career, Rod, and then some, you know, have your aspirations as a musician, help as a person, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like you see things differently today.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's super awesome, man. I appreciate you saying that. Like, uh, you know, uh, you know, yeah, you know, fuck, you know, like I have, man, I'm scarred, man. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. And that's, that, that'll, that makes better music. You know what I'm saying? But I still have a healthy head on my shoulders. But like, yeah, my, you know, you've been been through everything.
1: You've been, you went through a pandemic. All right. I think like what else, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I've been through it all. I've been through a lot. You know, I've been through a lot. You know, me and my family, we've come from the dirt, you know, and so like, but yeah, other people come from the dirt too And they face adversity every day Today they don't even have fucking clean water Whatever, we can go down that rabbit hole later But like, nonetheless, my aspirations as an artist You know, I started off with such a passion for music You know, fucking just listening to Hybrid Theory in Iowa oh, Just bro. imagining going <laughs> to Oz that,
1: That's, that's my thing. library right there
0: <laughs> Just thinking this is the coolest life Like rock life Coolest. This is the coolest shit ever Like, wow, this is awesome And being, you know and, um, that was just my dream. You know, I was going to one of the best schools and I'll even remember some of my band bait's parents just laughing. Cause I was such a tool, like, like, Oh, like, like fuck school. Like, I just want to be a rock star, you know, fuck everything. Like, like I was just such a stupid kid, like so funny, but I just have such a passion for this stuff. And through the years, like you said, you tour so much, you make albums, you learn so much. And like, now i'm like yeah dude it's so much different you know it's not just air heady go out try to rock out it's like way more calculated what's your vision here what's the mission here was it worth it like where is it gonna take you like and building a plan and then you know this is a passion project i do this for the love of music dude i'm not doing this for fucking being rich or anything so like Hmm. um yeah, you just learned so much. And now I'm just, I feel like fucking, I fucking, I, you know, like I'm a force, you know, like I know how to produce and how to perform. I know how to mix. I know how to micromanage, like, you know, like I know how to communicate, like, and I'm only getting better. And I failed a lot, you know, and that's what I learned from. And I'm just a force right now. You know, I'm working, you know, I also, yeah. yeah.
1: Hey, bro, I'm also you're
0: working with the mice and men, you know, I'm their live bass player. So
1: that's awesome, dude. I mean, listen you know? to everything you're saying. I think it's important to celebrate those successes along the way. You know, the more successful you get, I feel like it's easy to lose track of yourself. I mean, I'm I'm in that those same shoes. You know, it's you kind of have to push everything to the side and kind of just look at the big picture, kind of just exhale and then go back into it with the refocused or maybe just a new focus, you know, just. And I feel like you've done that and you're still, yeah, I want to and- see,
0: I want to see the, ba- I'm not in, I'm not here for me anymore. You know, I'm here mm-hmm. to see the band volumes that I, that we started 11 years ago as little kids and, and, and how much we've gone through and lost and everything. I want to see that band succeed, bro. Like, they say you should f- stop a failed business after two or three years, bro. I, <laughs> I was just talking about that, with, I was years, talking about that like, with, with my colleague. Wow. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm out here in the sand in the dirt, man. I want to see this band flower. I want to see it flourish, you know? And right now, like, and like, you know, and people who are good people deserve that. And I feel like everyone in this band has put aside their selfish agenda and is like here for the band and here for the band only. And like, here for the crew and here for the fans you know we want to see this shit go somewhere you know so hopefully that happens
1: oh this shit's going somewhere believe me to put things into perspective if you know uh if you were to tell me three years ago that i would host a band like volumes that i listened to for a while on my own publication i would think you're outside your mind but here we are doing what we love doing uh let's go baby yeah now uh before i let you go rod this has been a this has been a deep conversation man we're gonna get to that surprise right now that i was gonna
0: that I'm i told you about person, earlier man <laughs> i'm a deep person bro I'm, I'm a deep person i've been through a lot man
1: yeah you have now now let's get deeper because what i'm gonna do this is the last round here i'm gonna do something called the lightning round all right i'm gonna go down this list rod I'm, you just have to think quick on your feet you can pick one or the other i'm gonna ask you a question you ready run that all right here we go Some of them are simple. Some of them are just downright stupid, but that's the fun part. So we'll get things going. Red or blue? Blue. Vegan or meat? Meat. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter?
0: Harry fucking Potter.
1: (laughs) Who's your favorite character?
0: (laughs) I guess Harry, dude. (laughs) Harry. All right.
1: Mexican food or Indian food?
0: great question phenomenal question i guess mexican food uh
1: yeah it's it's always one of the two that's like my top two it's always hard to pick between the two all right
0: yeah i, I just found myself eating more mexican i guess than indian but indian is delicious of course indian is delicious
1: um now uh i know you're originally from california now la area i was gonna ask la kings or la rams
0: la rams la rams yeah okay I think, okay I think, la rams
1: so LA's is like my second – I was actually just in LA just a few weeks back for my birthday, and uh, I've seen a lot of Rams fans there, especially when the city kind of got their team back. I don't know what it was like for you guys. Like, was it just kind of just overwhelming? or it was like, you know, because you yeah, had the Kings for a while. Of course, they are the Lakers. But
0: um, Well, they- well for, this would be a good question for our drummer, Nick, because he's huge on sports, and he's huge on the Rams. And the Rams, were, I guess, used to be located in LA. I'm not huge on sports, but <laughs> they used to be in LA, and then they moved to St. Louis, so yeah. all the LA – Pete fans were fucking pissed, and yeah. I think we're, I think the Raiders were in L.A. too. I'm not yes, sure. Yes, they were. <laughs> and then they left, so we didn't. Re- you know, we didn't really have a team anymore. You know, we have the Chargers and shit, but L.A. lost its team, and so. Oh, I should I should
1: I should have asked L.A. Chargers or L.A. Rams? That was probably the better question.
0: <laughs> yeah, but now that now that now that they're back, like you see the spirit in the city, like dude, it's a lot yeah. of people who live there. You know, tons of millions of people, so big yeah. market for the sport.
1: Yeah, and I love LA. I mean, shout out to LA, just in general. Okay, moving on. Country or K-pop? <laughs> Country. Uh, Halloween or Christmas? woo Christmas. All right, because Halloween just happened. I feel like Halloween kind of sets up Christmas. That's the way I see it. Christmas becomes more exciting because of Halloween. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: New, uh, New York or Chicago? Dude, you got the best questions. <laughs> I'm going to say
1: Chicago, dude. I was at I was in both uh uh both areas this year. Those are two of my favorite places. So yeah. Man, Chicago's great. Okay. Um no sleep or different
0: animals. You're the best interviewer ever. No <laughs> sleep. That's
1: what they call an interview different under fire, right? Is,
0: different animals was a cool album cuz you know, you know, I was just more involved in different animals in a sense, but uh and No Sleep, I wasn't involved as much as I was with the other record, but I respect it because it played a bit, big role in the band's yeah. Uh, time. Yeah. You know? uh, and, and, and all original members on it as well.
1: And I love both albums because it showed different sides of volumes. Um, again, that's my perspective. But uh, again, happier, I feel like happier is like, you know, way up there. Happier, right? Uh, that's a kind of pun. All right. Uh, now I'm here in Texas, and now I know you were just in Texas. This is a debate. So, you can even ask your bandmates about this after this interview. Is it pecan pie or pecan pie?
0: I'd say pecan pie. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, my, my, Mike Terry says pecan.
1: Yeah, see? It's different. Some people say pe- I think it uh, depends on where they're from in the oh, States, I guess. I don't
0: know. What do he say? He says, from the, he says he's from the South, and they say pecan, so you better recognize is what he said.
1: Bro, I said pecan, man. I don't know. Y'all, y'all are going to have to...
0: Uh, Fighting words.
1: (laughs) All right, if Voldemort offered to give you a
0: hug, would you accept? If he offered to give me a what? A hug. (laughs) Fuck no, bro! I'd I'd expel (laughs) Yannis's ass so quick.
1: Dude, you have no idea how many guests I have to say. Hell yeah, I would love to give him a hug. It could make his day. I'm like, I'm like, do you even know Voldemort? You know, like that's the guy you're not even supposed to mention.
0: Um, he'll. He, you want to hug him? He'll literally stab your ass in the back so fast. So no, <laughs> I keep my distance and fucking hit him with the one-two expelliarmus.
1: That may be the best response I've ever had to that question, Rod. That was amazing. I'm going to use that as a sound bit. All right. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals?
0: Talk to animals, hands down.
1: had people say yeah i can talk to my cat so i guess i don't want to talk
0: to any more people why i talk to people all the time like
1: you can just talk to me we'll be fine all right uh we're nearing the end here so i love this question this question throws everybody off there's a time machine in front of you it says the destination is woodstock 99. do you take the trip knowing what transpires there
0: I don't even remember what I dude. I'm such a dumbass. I don't even know what happened. All I know is it's a bunch of hippies who made music. Like, I'm going.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a response. Yeah, that's perfect. Because I was obviously there's this documentary on HBO Max right now sh- talking about like what happened with the riots and the fires and all that stuff. It's crazy shit. Obviously, you know, we can talk about Astroworld, what, what happened in Houston this past weekend. That's like another, you know, um, a different aspect of things how things can go haywire at a show, but hey. Uh, t- uh time travel to woodstock 99 why not all right man uh this has been an honor rod thanks for just uh doing this with me do you have any like last words any shout outs anything you like to plug or mention as far as volumes and the new album before we finish things off here
0: no thank you to people like you who who you know bring people's voices out to others and publicate what we say and keep the keep the industry flowing and uh uh, if you know Listen to our new album Happier That comes out November 19th And uh, Yeah Go support heavy music And um, Be don't safe forget, out there Don't forget and, the uh, tour
1: You guys are on tour Make sure people go See you,
0: see you guys on tour <laughs> We're wrapping up A tour right now it's, uh, it's coming through The west coast If you live in the west coast Pull up uh, But yeah Please listen to our album Support the band Support heavy music We love you guys
1: And Rod We'll stay in touch On the socials man uh, Everyone is listening This is Rod Sudani uh, from volumes happier drops november 19th on fearless records pick it up uh please support this band they are doing they're only going to get bigger and better and heavier and crazier and uh you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there check us out on interviewunderfire.com. rod stay safe out there man on the on the on the road have a great kcass show tonight go crazy don't know what too crazy but go
0: crazy um, and appreciate uh, you man and i'll talk to you next time buddy Talk to you next time. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. Later. Adios.